Hello, everyone. We have just the most delightful show ahead of you uh, today. We have with us today Liz Scott. She is Alex's mother. You remember Alex. Alex is the little girl who created the Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. She raised money for other kids with cancer. She herself died at, at age eight from her cancer. Uh, but we have her mom with us today. Don't miss this episode. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another change maker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Liz, we are so thrilled to have you on the show. Uh, thank you for taking the time to be with us today. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you. I want to start um, with Alex. Uh, Alex has been gone for a while now. So many of us remember her as the little girl who raised money for cancer. But tell us a little bit about Alex. Alex, the little, the little girl, your daughter. I would love to. So Alex was our second child. Um, she had an older brother and two younger brothers. And she was just born a fighter, I would say. Um, she came early, but, you know, defied the odds and just went home really quickly. And, and I think it was a glimpse of what was to become. She was diagnosed before she even turned one with neuroblastoma, which is a pediatric cancer. And she fought it for seven and a half years uh, really hard. You know, everything they had, they threw at her. Um, but despite all that, she, you know, had this ability to just find the joy in the day. When it was a good day, she was ready to go and play and, and just, you know, have fun. And when she had a bad day, she would just find a way to get through it, um, you know, quietly and with so much grace and strength. I look back on it and, you know, it's hard to even understand um, how she did that. When you're living in it, you don't see it the same as, as when it's over. Tell us a little bit about uh, the day she said uh, we need to do a lemonade stand. What on earth was going on in her life and yours at that point? Well, what was happening, I think, was a big reason why she wanted to have the lemonade stand. So she spent three years um, fighting with all of the known cures. So the chemotherapies, radiation therapy, surgeries, anything they thought would cure her, nothing had worked. So we started down the road of experimental treatments. And that first treatment, she told us it worked before they even confirmed it with CAT scans because she felt better and she could tell her cancer was retreating. And it was shortly after that that she said she wanted to have a lemonade stand. I had no idea why. It was January and we weren't really thinking about lemonade. We lived in Connecticut at the time. Um, so I put her off, as moms can do, for several months. You know, sure, sure, we'll do that. And then in June of 2000, she was four and a half now. She said, I still haven't had my stand. And I was almost a little annoyed. I said, Alex, what do you want to buy so badly that you need to have this lemonade stand? And she said, I'm not keeping the money. I'm giving it to my doctor so they can help kids the way they helped me. So it was really out of that sense of gratitude that she had for these brand new treatments, as we call them, that had made her feel significantly better. Now that treatment, I think, was a stem cell transplant. Is that right? Was that, that wasn't to kind of the ordinary standard care at the time. So there was a combo. So first she had a treatment um, that was very experimental. In fact, I, I believe she was the second child to receive it called MIBG therapy or to receive that high dose. 
that was the one that really retreated her cancer and made her eligible for the stem cell transplant, um, which is basically like a bone marrow transplant, but you're getting your own um, stem cells back. So it was the combo of the two, but it was when she was in the hospital for the stem cell treatment that she said she wanted to have her lemonade stand. It's, um, it appears that uh, your work and hers is having an effect on the uh, practice of medicine. Certainly you're, you're up to speed on that, but um, I have a nephew who will get his uh, stem cell transplant this week for the oh, same cancer. Um, tell us a little bit about what you know about the advance of the treatment since you have been doing this work over the last 13 years. Yeah, well, I guess it's well, 17 I'm years now. Sorry to hear about your nephew. Um, stem cell transplants are really, it's a really tough treatment, um, but it is effective. Um, but what we're hoping to do, and, and some of the research has been able to do, is to cure the kids that, that even despite how aggressive that is, that doesn't work for, like Alex, um, but also to come up with something better and less toxic so we're not blasting chemo to these kids to the point of needing a stem cell rescue, which is basically what happens. Um, so the research we funded, I mean, I can't even believe, because when Alex said she was going to cure cancer with a lemonade stand, honestly, I, I thought it was cute and I was proud. I didn't think it would make a big difference um, in the world of fighting cancer, but to see the progress that's been made in the past decade, especially in the way they're studying cancer and to literally care from parents whose kids were enrolled in these clinical trials and these new experimental treatments that we funded and to hear them say nothing had worked. And we were, this was a last ditch effort. And my child is in remission for a year, two years, three years. That to me is um, just indescribable to think that her life could have that effect still all these years later. Um, it's, it's such a gift, and I couldn't be more grateful. Before Alex died, she raised a lot of money for cancer. How much had she raised? She raised over a million dollars. Um, that was her goal. She knew the treatments had stopped working, um, and she was going to have one last stand. And she thought, if everybody helps, everybody has lemonade stands on the same day as hers, we could raise a million dollars. And she held on to see that goal met. And we're so grateful that she was able to reach it with the help of so many people and raise a million dollars. And she died knowing that she had done this and had accomplished this seemingly, you know, insurmountable goal and number. So how much has the foundation raised now, all these years later? So now we've recently passed $150 million raised uh, since Alex started selling lemonade in the front yard. Do you still have contact with children who have the disease? Oh, yes, yes. Um, the families that we both serve through the research and some of our family programs um, are a part of a huge part of our organization. And we also have a lot of families who get involved have their own stands, do their own fundraisers, and uh, give back through the organization to the cause that means so much to them. So um, we have a lot of contact with them, and, and it's, it's both inspiring and, it, and really hard because a lot of them do really well and some of them don't. And that's always um, and still to this day really, really hard to see. 
I guess the goal is to find a cure that will allow doctors to treat every child. How yes. realistic is that goal? I think it is realistic. I think um, the progress being made now is being made in such a smart way in terms of, you know, decades ago, chemotherapy was invented and radiation therapy was being used in surgery. We've been relying on those for decades. Now we're looking at immunotherapies, targeted therapies, um, some precision or, you know, what some people would call personalized medicine, where they're actually, we funded some of those, where they're actually checking the tumor and the child and seeing what they smartly what they think will work specifically on that child. That's how we're gonna cure this and that's how it's gonna become possible for every child uh, to have the possibility of a cure rather than you know, some that are basically incurable and some that have really, really poor survival rates. Those are the groups that we're gonna see the biggest changes in it. It's just taking time, unfortunately. Now your daughter had a neuroblastoma, uh, Alex did. Uh, is that where you're focusing the research and the dollars, or are you looking at other childhood cancers as well? No, and in fact, I'm glad you asked that because um, when Alex had a couple stands, we as her parents were, she was six, so we, she had had a few stands. She had raised about $30,000. We were giving the money to fund neuroblastoma research uh, because that's what we felt was the most important, honestly. And when Alex learned of that one day and asked what we were doing with the money, she basically said, word for word, that is so selfish. And even then, I wanted to say, I don't care, because I wanted a cure for my daughter. And before I could get the words out, she said, all kids want their cancer to go away. We should be giving money to all hospitals for all kinds of cancer. And that has been our vision. We virtually you know, fund every type of pediatric cancer there is. We've funded nearly 25 pediatric cancers through the years. Um, people apply to us with a project that they hope will have a high impact, and we have scientists who read and score them, and then the ones that score excellent um, get funded. So through that process, we've been fortunate to be able to fund, like I said, nearly 25 different types of pediatric cancer. Mm. Really amazing work. Amazing work. Thank you. You know, Liz, you are um, a remarkable person, and I like to ask all of our guests a question then. Um, I ask them, uh, who do they admire? Uh, who do they look up to as a role model? Uh, I guess, I guess I know your answer, but I'll ask you anyway, who do you admire and look up to as a role model? Well, yes. I mean, obviously Alex, um, has had a profound impact on, on my life and so many ways because she was my child, obviously, but just, um, the lessons I've learned from her have become even more important to me without her, you know, as, as a parent um, who struggles like any parent would with having lost a child. So she's at, she's at the top of my list, but I, you know, I got my inspiration honestly from other parents that I would see who, you know, you sit there and you think, how are they doing this? You know, how are they dealing with everything going on in their life? And a lot of times there's a lot of other things going on in people's life and being so upbeat and positive and there for their child. Um, so it's through the years and to this day, it's really other parents um, that I see and I'm able to look to and say, you know what, if they can do this, I can do this. Liz, there was a point when uh, Alex passed away, you'd raised a million dollars, really an incredible amount of money for cancer research. 
uh, it would have been easy to uh, step away. Feel like you had uh, mission accomplished, uh, tragedy endured, moving on to a new thing. Mm -hmm. Why continue Alex's work? Well, I think, um, you know, we weren't certain we would, and we weren't certain it could even continue without her because she was really the driving force in, in the face of what, what she was trying to do. Um, but other people kept supporting, and that really put some wind in our sails when we saw that people were interested in continuing this. The other families who were still fighting or had just been diagnosed and were entering this fight were reaching out to us saying, I'm grateful that you have an opportunity to change it for my child. Um, we had some companies that were willing to support us really early on that we felt could help take us um, and continue it, you know, in, in Alex's memory. So there were a lot of factors and um, it wasn't an easy decision, but at the same time it was, because how could you walk away from the opportunity to, to help other children? Liz, what is your superpower? My superpower... I think it's um, just really being grateful, gratitude. Have to remember to be grateful for what you have in your life every single day. What was Alex's superpower? Well, I think um, she had so many, but honestly, just pure strength just pure strength to go through what she went through and have the outlook she had. She had to be one of the strongest people I've ever known. Well, Liz, thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Before you go, can you tell us how to learn more about Alex's Lemonade Stamp Foundation and perhaps yeah. how people can connect with you personally? Sure. Um, they can visit our website, Alex's Lemonade, Org, or if you just search for Alex's Lemonade Stand, it's definitely going to come up. On the website, um, they can learn about having a stand. They can learn about all the other ways we have people can get engaged. But honestly, they can just send a contact through the website, and um, all of those come to myself and my husband. So um, it's a super easy way to reach out to us if they know a family who needs help or, or they just want to get involved. Fantastic. Well, we wish you every success. Thank you so much. Cure cancer. So, now let's do some good. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devinthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devin hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur, or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.